0: Welcome to
1: Behind the Paranormal, with Paul and Ben Eno.
2: Are UFOs really craft from other planets? Do we create our own synchronicities? Could ghosts actually be time travelers?
3: Hello and welcome to the 648th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I am Ben, and those unexpected questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. We begin
2: by remembering, of course, the victims of the latest tragedies in our country, in Dallas. Uh, Can we overcome these evils? We have received many, many questions this evening on that. And I, I think, with all respect to those who wrote in, we've answered the questions many times about evil, why it exists, and we we can get into that later if we have time, but there are many other questions we want to get to. It's just um, an ongoing problem, obviously, and uh, it starts with us individually. That's where it has to begin. With kindness, with, with, with love, and with compassion for others, nothing will work unless it starts with us. No laws, no amount of anything else are ever going to do anything unless it starts in our own hearts. That's all, that's all we can really say. But, uh, but thank you for all those who wrote in about that. Everyone is worried. We're all frightened. We're all concerned. But I remember the quote, my favorite quote from my favorite saint, Julian of Norwich, very little known woman who lived in England uh, at, way back, over a thousand years ago. She said, in the end, all will be well. I think that says it all. Despite us... A, probably despite us
3: anyway so today we bring you an open line show with our ever popular guest co-host shane Sirway. and we welcome your calls this evening or afternoon i should say the numbers are 800-449-1240 that's from anywhere in the u.s or canada and 401-766-1240 locally Or you can email us paul at behind the paranormal.com
2: okay well shane a welcome aboard once again this is becoming a very agreeable tradition to have you with us uh, for open line shows,
0: yeah, I missed the last one, but um, I was in Florida, I think. But well, an
2: excuse—that's what they have <laughs> airplanes for.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been on a few of those, and but uh, yeah, we're back.
2: Great. Okay, well, let's begin now. Our first question, which we'll read, is uh, in reference to uh, our good friend Tina Marie Coet, uh who <laughs> was on our show a few weeks ago and uh, discussing the issue of UFOs, uh, the experts versus the experiencers. Uh, Tina had made a point. At, at one time on a show we were both on uh, previously that uh, the UFO experiencers, those who believe they 've not only seen craft sometimes interacted with the inhabitants and sometimes had the, the alien abduction experience um, have uh, are, are not always the people who are the experts and the experts don 't see you know, so, so that 's what kind of we were discussing. I thought it was a rather good point, uh, but in any case, uh, someone wrote in after the show, and I shared this this question with Tina. Uh, who is from our area, from the the Worcester area originally, uh, but now is a uh, a very well-thought-of broadcaster in the Las Vegas area. So uh, Tina is going to call in to answer this question.
3: So here's the question. Ben? Alrighty. So she, or Stephen from Florida, writes to us, uh, does she believe UFOs are physical vessels in our universe who literally travel tens of trillions of miles by some mysterious method we cannot fathom? And then always experience brake failures upon entering our planet's atmosphere to inevitably crash, or does she believe these are interdimensional crafts and beings, as you and Ben have suggested? Uh, there's more. Then uh, he continues with, I think Tina was wrong to quickly discount the interdimensional aspect of UFO visitation, as people are trying uh, to stay relevant. Ouch. Clearly she hadn't uh, done her homework about you guys and your theories, and after diminishing religions as all, quote-unquote... or dis- Sorry. Dismissing religions as, uh, quote-unquote, man-made, she sure had opinions that were composed of vibrations, quote-unquote, and that uh, we are all merely vibrations living in body, quote-unquote, shells. That's religion. Okay,
2: this, by the way, is from Stephen in Florida, is the question. Okay, and uh, do, we, do we, by, we don't by any chance have Tina on the line, right?
3: Okay. Uh, we do not have
1: anybody on the line right now.
2: Okay. Well, um, all right. Well, we'll, we'll wait for Tina to call in to answer that, because I sent her the question. Oh, I
1: think we, uh, we have a caller. Hang on.
2: Oh, okay. All right, let's see if this is Tina to answer the uh, critic from Florida oh, and uh, see if we're dealing what we're dealing with here, essentially.
3: The critic okay. from
2: Florida. Yeah, the critic oh, from Florida, oh, yes, uh, who obviously is a listener, and we thank him for listening. Uh, okay, we have a caller here. And... Uh, Tina, are you uh, with us?
1: Yes, I am, guys. How are you doing today?
2: Oh, very good. Welcome, (laughs) Welcome to 11240. It's good to... um, I don't know if you know Shane Searway. Shane is our guest co-host today.
1: Hello, Tina. Hi, Shane. How are you? Good.
2: How are you? Okay, Tina, so I sent you this question. We just read it on the air, and I sent you the question previously. Do you want to answer Stephen from Florida?
1: Yeah, first of all, Stephen, thanks for the question. First, the thing we need to address is we only had an hour so I couldn't really get into a lot of detail of what we talked about. And I think um, what I find a lot of times is people listen to a show but they don't really listen. Um, we you know, I've said this many times, that they hear what they want to hear. And I first thing I'm gonna address is so when it comes to physical crap, yes, I do believe there are beings coming here from physical crap. Um, and this is just not my opinion. This is the opinion of many experts in the field as well as many contactees who have had experiences and, you know, myself included, who have been on physical ships and been privy to information. Now, what I think is interesting is when he makes comments to the fact that they all come to the atmosphere and crash. Well, there, are many, there have been a few crashes here on this planet, but not every craft that comes here crashes, okay? And if we want to talk about some of the crashes, many people talk about Roswell crash, the Aztec crash and a few other crashes that happened were all results of a new was they were testing new military radar that supposedly brought down. Plus there's also talks about Roswell crash being a result of a storm and the craft being hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. Now even with the most technological craft that we have today on this planet, we still have crashes on our aircraft. So and they're not even going trillions of miles, as he says. They're only going from point A to point B here on Earth. So You know, when you're dealing with machinery, things happen. Chris, you know, ships crash, but not every ship that travels all these light years crash. Now, when he talks about what I think is interesting is how he says um, in regards to, you know, traveling millions of miles on, you know, technology we don't understand, but he's very apt to understand that, except the fact that interdimensional beings, which would have to use technology to be interdimensional beings, especially if there's a craft, he's okay with that theory but not okay with the theory. And again, these are all theories. People have to understand. Nobody has the facts in this field. Anybody that tells you they have beyond shadow without facts, in fact, if he heard my interview, he would have understood when I said, even when I have speaking engagements and I spoke about my experiences, one of the first things I always say, if I was sitting in the crowd, I would think that I'm nuts. Okay? All of us have theories, and that's all they are. They're not facts. I never once said that Ben and Paul were part of this problem. I never dismissed the fact of interdimensional beings. I believe there are some interdimensional beings. I also believe there are people who have been physically uncrafted and physical beings coming from other planets. These are all theories that we have to accept. We have to put everything on the table until we can take those off the table. And so far to date, we haven't been able to take anything off the table, so I don't dismiss that. The issue I have, and this was not directed you Paul or Ben and no, you know that no. okay
2: we respect What's the fact all that there are
1: yeah there are certain people in this field who stay relevant in this field in order to come up with the new hottest series on the market now why is this interdimensional or ghost theory very hot right now it's because that is what is going on with all these ghost shows that are on tv okay this is this is the way things are going so some of these people who are in this field, who completely without a shadow of a doubt believe they were you know, beings coming from another planet, have now shifted gears to write another book to be able to speak at another conference about this. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I know have known you guys, your theory has always been interdimensional. So it's not like you're shifting gears in order to stay relevant to the field. And This was, like, again, not addressed to you. It was addressed to certain individuals who would like to stay relevant in this field, who have never even seen a UFO, or probably have never sat and talked to the number of experiencers that I have. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to address, too, is I want to address this comment about the vibrational frequencies and about religion. Okay? Because I did not uh, make reference to vibration. If you listen to my conversation about being vibrational frequencies. I said we all vibrate at vibrational frequencies. This is why we're allowed to see, I think certain people can see UFOs and certain people can't, they're vibrating at a different frequency. Okay, that's why two people sitting on a sidewalk can look up at the sky and one can see it, one can't. Now, he makes reference to religion. Okay, this is not religion. All right, i said before I'm a very spiritual person, but not defined by religion as we plan it. Religion's definition is the belief in or worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or god. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in a superhuman controlling power. What I do believe is what I consider the source, okay? And the source is not a being. It's not a god. And if you actually, when he said do my homework, if you actually do your homework on religion you will see that a majority of the religions, and I think there's, what, 4,000 different versions of the Bible on this planet? Uh,
2: if, a lot more, actually, according to the United Nations of all people. Right. That's a long so, story.
1: Yeah, so let's talk for a second about when we, when we define religion on this planet and the fact that it was written by man. If it was supposedly written by a god or a supreme being, We wouldn't need changes. It would have perceived and understood the technology that we have today because it would have been able to foresee it because it would be a God. But no, the Bible is written in technology from 2,000 years ago when it was written. So you have to step back and say if it was written by a supreme being or a God, and again, I have nothing against people who believe in God. If you want to believe in a religion or a God, that's fine. It's the same thing with the, you know, the fact that I believe in a different point of view, but it's not a God or a superhuman controlling power. So again, this goes back to somebody who listened to the show, but didn't listen.
2: Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Tina. Um, a lot of people who live in other parts of the country and outside our listening area don't listen live. So, uh, if we receive an answer from Steve, we will forward it to you, and perhaps you we'll continue the uh, debate of the idealists uh, as we uh, as we proceed. But Tina, thanks, thanks a lot. It's always great to talk okay, to you. We welcome. can't wait till you come home here to the old country and can be in the studio You've with gotta us. Have yeah, and
1: have, have that
0: lobster. Yeah.
2: And have that lobster. That's right. Of course. A couple of, uh, twin lobsters. Twin, triple, triple. Or uh, lobster good. roll. Be- right, Be- I- before we let you go, Tina, do you have a few um, a few more minutes? Sure, no problem. Okay. Uh, gentlemen, do you have any uh, anything to add? I know that this is a, sort of between Steve and, and uh, Tina, but do you, did you want no, to No,
0: she said
3: it in an elo- elo-
2: eloquent and clear manner. Indeed. Well, that's why she's a big cheese in Las Vegas broadcast.
0: Oh, no, I'll probably. touch on the frequency that, um, that she was talking about. Okay. Um, with the work that I do, that's a lot of times how I help people is, um, they, they come into some place in their life where their emotions have changed, something that affected them, um, so their emotions change, their, their thinking, their, their thought process change, uh, and that changes their frequency and that's what puts them in touch with, uh, these parasites to take advantage of them. Um, so I change their thinking, um, help their problems and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, uh, it breaks a connection. So it's, it, it's, uh, that's all done through frequency.
1: Well, there you go. Right, and, and, and a lot of the negative. If you, know, if you want to go into the demonic, people talk about it being negative frequencies. So when you start thinking negatively, when you start vibrating at that frequency, you open yourself up to those, if you want to call them, parasites. Um, and I think it's the same whether the people who vibrate at a more positive, more open frequency tend to touch base with these beings. Now, again, I'm not just saying that the people who are touching base with these beings are not; they're not just all aliens. I mean, if you want to get into the instrumental aspect or the angel aspect of it, we have to put those theories all out there. There's not one theory that is better than the other. But if you truly are into the paranormal, you have to understand that you have to open yourself to all possibilities and not down them.
2: Uh, absolutely. That, that's, that's what we try to do on the show is, you know, uh, we have our, our own point of view. We present that. But we, we welcome, and that's why we have the show, so we can hear other points of view. We could be wrong. Anybody could be wrong. Anybody could be right, you know? So uh, it's entirely open here, especially well, on an open-line show, right?
1: Yep. So. Well, you know, I, I have said many times that, you know, as a researcher, I have to look at my experiences. Now, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was on a craft, but at the same time, I have to step back from that as a researcher and say, could this just be delusional? as a researcher, you have to throw that theory out there. And I know I get in trouble, and again, Stephen, appreciate your question, but I get in trouble with a lot of contactees because I do question even my own experiences. So I'm not you know, well-liked against some contactee people, and I'm not li- well-liked against some of the researchers because I don't hold one steadfast opinion. I open myself up to the possibilities. And again, one of the things I always tell anybody getting into this field, anybody that has all the answers in this field is the person that has no answers at all.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree. Well, we love you, Tina.
1: (laughs) Well, I love you guys, too. You guys have a great show.
2: Okay, thanks a lot. All right, bye, guys. Bye-bye, then. Okay, so uh, Tina Marie Cowette, folks, check her out. KCOR in Las Vegas. All right, Ryan from Lansing, Michigan, has a very brief question that might particularly interest, Shane. Go ahead.
3: Indeed. So Ryan writes to us, uh, what do you think about the idea that ghosts, or maybe some of them, are time, travel, time travelers? Hmm. Okay. Excuse me.
2: Before you answer, let me just give – I always forget to do this. Our number, folks, 800-449-1240. This is an open line show. You're welcome to call in. Uh, locally here in northern Rhode Island, 401-762-1240. One, two, four, zero. I should say 766-1240. Yeah. You can call seven six two also, but that's the official office line for the station. So call us if you'd like. Go ahead, Shane. What do you think of uh, Ryan's question here? Um,
0: well, I mean, a lot of a lot of things that we run into. Um, well, most of the things that I, I run into, the ones that are are interacting, um, they, they usually tend to be negative. Um, and then there's a question, another question we're going to be dealing with too, uh, that talks about the other area, which are you know, um, you know, the different parallels kind of bleeding over into each other, um, which is kind of really not like a conscious type of thing. Um, as far, far as time travelers, uh, the, the closest thing I could kind of relate to that um, to answer that question is um, you, there was a question we never answered about shadow people on one one of the shows. It, it was a question we never had time for, but
2: oh, we, we might be in the pile tonight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or this afternoon.
0: But yeah. I haven't encountered them, and they are. Um, They seem to have an agenda, and and there are the shadow people that seem to be parasitic, like the the was it the Hat Man or whatever, Mm. um, which is totally you know by his behavior seems like a parasite to me. Um, And but there are other shadow uh, people that I've encountered that seem to have an agenda, and it's not always a negative one. Actually, I, I haven't seen one that has. It's only been misinterpreted as negative, but usually it seems to be um, these things trying to um, give a message. So they may be time travelers. I don't know. They they could be alien. I mean, but they definitely seem to uh, be intelligent and aware of what's going on, and and always seemingly trying to send a message. And I've encountered that in my personal life on several occasions, Mm. as well as on other you know cases that I've done. Yeah. So would Uh, the man in the
1: checkered shirt be an example of a shadow person with an agenda, but not exactly negative?
0: Yeah, that that and, up, and he's not he's really, really a shadow. That's either, cool, but.
2: Josh, our producer. <laughs> okay, yeah. and he looked like he was about to burst, so we'll we'll, we'll let him uh, join in here.
0: No, it was just
3: the one question I had.
2: Okay, well, very good. No such thing as too many questions. Ben, any thoughts?
3: Well, I mean, I was going to address the time traveler thing. I started I started making a flow chart here. Okay. Because I mean, I guess technically, if you go by our our theories or our viewpoint, I guess technically they would be time travelers. But time doesn't technically exist as we perceive it. Yeah, all things seem to be simultaneous
2: according to some interpretations of physics.
3: So instead they'd be more like horizontal travelers?
2: Well, exactly. uh, I I would tend to agree with that in the sense that, what what do you mean by time travel?
3: What do you mean by alien?
2: What do you mean by even ghost? I guess it's
3: sort of defining what we mean by time travelers.
2: Yeah. Well, I think you may be referring to the uh, scientist uh, who told me at one time that you know, time travel is not moving back and f- And he was working on some sort of experiment that he couldn't talk about time travel is not moving back and forth it's moving sideways
0: right.
2: because he was I guess trying to tell me that he kind of agreed with our ideas about time everything being simultaneous I mean your past and your future seems to be simultaneous and you experience it in your consciousness as past to future but that's not really what it is objectively speaking According to that point of view, which I happen to agree with yeah,
3: no, you know, i guess I guess it really depends because but,
2: but uh, I think uh, this question did kind of uh, ring a bell with me because I've talked to people, and I'm thinking of one or two people who are very well known uh who feel maybe they had an exaggerated sense of their own importance, but w- one particular mm-hmm. artist said that uh, she felt that th- when she was being watched that you know maybe it, she didn't feel dead people or any of this stuff. She said she felt maybe that this, this was a group of people kind of watching her. Yeah. And then something disappeared from her desk, a copy of a rather important document. And so she was wondering, could these be time travelers coming for souvenirs? Or something? I mean, you never know. Look at some of the stories that John Keel, a New York journalist who covered the Mothman episodes of the early, of the mid 1960s. Yeah. Was pointing out people, strange people either men in black kind of stuff or people in Air Force uniforms where the insignia was wrong and just wasn't right, who didn't seem to know about things like even shaking hands, w- w- would say, oh, can I have that? It would be like an ashtray or a pen and then walk away very pleased with themselves as if they had some precious artifact.
3: But would you call them ghosts? Well, that, that's an arbitrary
2: term. A ghost is not necessarily what it is. It may be what we, how we experience whatever it may be. Mm. From a certain point of view. In other words, when you see, I'm always using the, this metaphor, when you see uh, you know, sort of a wispy figure or, or a, uh, a, a figure kind of of light or a, or a shadow person or dark, you could be just seeing a real person through the, the uh, electromagnetic, or I should say, plasma membranes of the parallel world scenario that is talked about in some versions of quantum mechanics. Mm. And so, and th- that we find that they see us the same way when there's any kind of way to know that. Uh, and they think we're ghosts sometimes. So th- this is the kind of thing we're dealing with. It's just how you see things. And our, our, our arbitrary term for it is ghost. Right. You know, and, um, and traditionally, we think, well, it's a spirit of a dead person. Especially if you see the person, you know, the per- you've been to the funeral a couple of days before. Yes. This, what else would it be? We have no other context in which to frame that experience, most people anyway, until... We came along, right? No, until no. Uh, until recent um, findings in physics, uh, and I say recent over the past hundred years that maybe shed some light on what uh, other alternative explanations.
0: I'll talk about the, um, the the part of the question that where he says. Um the whole thing about being watched um out of all the cases i've done uh, out of all the years i'll tell you there's been about there's been hundreds of them where i've I've gone and the people never actually experienced any apparitions or anything moving it it was just an intense feeling of being watched like uh where they couldn't they couldn't handle it anymore um and i've gone in almost every single time when when that's been the case no other activity just the, the, the intense feeling of being watched i've found uh you know, bad wiring, uninsulated mm-hmm. wiring in the home, sure. or, or high electrical magne- ma- magnetic fields, which is fields. why you
2: get the EMF fields that people think means they are ghosts, but it just means you may have you know lousy insulation on your electrical.
0: System. Yeah, and it really does. It, it, I mean, some people are more sensitive than others, but I mean, it, it really does make you feel paranoid, like you're being watched. Um, same thing with you know, uh, infrasound and all that stuff.
2: Infrasound, sure. Yeah. Same, same thing. So it may be, it may not be anything uh, strict in the strictest sense paranormal at all. Right, maybe entirely natural. Infrasound, as we've mentioned a number of times, is uh, very low, low-frequency sound that you people can't hear, but they can set up uh, <coughs> uh, standing waves in in a building, and you can have these. Ex- it affects you to the point where you can have, <coughs> excuse me, these experiences, even to the point of basic apparitions. Objects moving, you know, n- not like refrigerators, but paper and mm-hmm. things uh, th- that can happen. So you have to look at all these aspects, and there are there are alternative explanations. So Ryan, that's a long answer <laughs> to your short question. Uh, so I guess um, anything uh, anything is possible. All Indeed. right, so let's move on to Frank's question from Port- South Portland, Maine.
3: Yes, and Frank writes to us. I am awestruck by the idea, uh, but the idea you call the flashing nexus. Can you explain? Uh, what that is, or can you explain that? Is it? Well, ad- why don't we just take it from there? Okay. All <laughs> right.
2: Uh, I'm getting a lot of questions on this because I mentioned it oh, on Facebook, and we've mentioned it on the air, and I'm just, I regret that, Ben, we didn't put a chapter in our new book about this. However, it will be in the, the next book.
3: To which, be continued. Which, um,
2: I don't know if you're going to be my co-author on that or not. You haven't so far. But anyway, uh, the flashing <laughs> nexus, you. as we call it, is an experience that was reported to me probably since the 1980s, very, very occasionally, because it doesn't seem to be common, or at least reporting it doesn't seem to be common. And that is the experience that that occurs sometimes uh, near death, sometimes not, uh, but very often when one is in some kind of dire straits. um, I'm I'm thinking of one fellow who uh, was reporting to us that, he was on an operating table. He wasn't in any serious danger of dying, but all of a sudden he had the flashing nexus experience. Now, nexus would be, I think, maybe the core consciousness out of which all of our parallel lives in these parallel worlds, if that's true, uh, are being lived. It's, it's the core of our unified super personality, our unified existence, which really is the core of all of us, uh, all our existence. And out of this uh, comes the, the experience, for, at least for this person and others who have reported this, of being different people in rapid succession. That's where the flashing comes from. So we've got consciousness of, of being different people. In this case of this fellow on the operating table, all of a sudden he was the doctor. With, with all the memories, imagine the whole thing, all of a sudden he was a person passing in the hallway. It got as far as being out in the street, someone passing on the street. Gender was irrelevant. Uh, He was sometimes a man, sometimes a woman. And this happened again in rapid succession. He was one of the nurses, and one or two other people he didn't know. So there were about eight different lives that he experienced in a matter of a few moments, fully conscious, fully aware of the the, uh, memories and imaginations of these people as much as he could in that short time. And uh, that's why we refer to it as the flashing nexus. Presumably, uh, if the theory is correct, he would be, uh, it was as if his core consciousness, his nexus, was searching for where his consciousness is. And when you ultimately get to that, your consciousness is everywhere and everywhere because every possibility and all, all those things exist somewhere or someone in the metaverse or the multiverse as it 's called in the, in these quantum theories all right so uh, th- that 's what the flashing nexus uh, is so uh Ben, if you want to continue
3: i mean you kind of answered the, some of it, but
2: let us do Well, well, well that 's why you asked the question well, exactly. well, I, can, I
0: can talk first on yeah that. Why,
2: yeah i 'm sorry go when
0: ahead. um I I was sick uh when I was younger and um and I had a close call. Um it, I didn't experience any like flashing but what happened right before um you know I was rushed to the hospital and all that but right before that um I I be- I was aching, you know, I was in a lot of pain, I was just uncomfortable and then all of a sudden um I became very comfortable and I, f- I felt at peace and I felt like um I felt like I was a part of everybody and everything around me. Um I, like I could I could feel everybody in the house. I knew where they were, what they were doing. I could see them. Um, I, I could, um, like I said, it just like I, I was a part of everything, everything mm-hmm. around me, and uh, it was it was a really cool feeling. Um, but and then I had a visitation, and then I had been to the hospital, and, and I pulled through. But um, but yeah, that that uh, it was there's something to it. <laughs> I'll tell, I'll tell well, yeah, that
2: that, that uh, maybe Ben will agree. Uh, that dovetails very nicely uh, with Frank's question here because. The um, the question may, may derive from his question, why don't we experience more all these lives at once?
3: Or in daily life, or changes in or daily life. Or in daily
2: life, life or, yeah. And I think, I think there's another question later about that, too. But we, I think we don't experience them because we're not quite there from an evolutionary standpoint yet. Right. And when we are to a point of experiencing more than one life at a time, Aha, the person's schizophrenic right. Fill their pockets with antipsychotic drugs Because you can't live more than one life at a time That's impossible Because of our two-dimensional point of view right. So I think that, that, that may be it However, people like you, Shane If I may make so bold <laughs> To uh, refer to your uh, rather advanced uh, Spiritual and uh, shamanic development um, Would be perfectly comfortable With experiencing that kind of awareness And um, you're the least crazy person I know Including myself <laughs> So I think that that would be possibly an explanation why you you experience the nexus but not the flashing nexus, right? So to speak, if, if that's right. right. Yeah. Then what are your uh, wise thoughts on this?
3: Well, you see,
2: my I love w- it when he starts changes <laughs> like that. <laughs> I
3: think I think it's it's um I think you're correct about how society perceives these things because we are of uh of a of a we live in a world where everything is either black or white. Or it's so great to the point where it's like, ah, let's not even bother trying to figure things out. We live in, in, a, in a sort of place that is like, all right, we're open to new things, but they're not open at the same time. We live in a very paradoxical place where it's hard to be able to cultivate such a mindset, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a place where we can actually experience these things without being, I don't want to say judged, but without fear, you know what I mean? Yes, but
2: but you brought something up that reminds me of the, remember remember when we we used to go to the Zen monastery in Cumberland Rhode Island oh, The Nearest? Providence
3: Zen Center that's nowhere near
2: Providence that's right, but well, in Rhode Island terms, it's not, but yeah. uh, any other people in normal states would can travel more than two miles to go somewhere That's sure, but in, in any case, it, I found it very interesting the concepts there of the don't know mind yeah the Zen concept of the don't know mind, in other words. And and I found that that that, that really matches up with a lot of the um, ideas and experiences that you can have in life in the sense that uh, the the paradox of the multiverse, if you're more likely to be successful and you're more likely to be happy if you just let it go, don't know, you know, whereas in, in your mind, if you turn things around, your mind's churning with ideas and and facts and things, and how do I bring this about? And, of course, it never happens the way you plan. Yeah. Um, it's, it's better, I find, anyway, from a spiritual standpoint, to just sort of let it go. Let your nexus kind of take over. And what is the nexus? I, th- I think, is essentially, is our subconscious. Now, a lot of psychologists will disagree, but that's the way I, I see it anyway. So,
3: eh, psychology
2: is uh, changing. Take it or leave it. It is changing, especially mm-hmm. with transpersonal psychology. But the trouble, and I, I have... a uh, Dear friends, we in the sciences, and they very often will... Um, oh, we're way over our break. Okay, well, I just
3: noticed that now. We're going to go into the continue. conversation. Okay,
2: so. yes, our, our conversation. You're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno with our guest co-host today, Shane Searway. We're having an open line show on ON 1240 in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We'll be right back.
0: Summer nights with the Paw Sox continue in July with Friday Night Fireworks. Enjoy another fabulous show set to the music of the Yankees after the game on Friday, July 15th. Then on Super Sox Saturday, July 16th, we have replica jerseys. And on Sunday, July 17th, the weekend caps off with kids running the bases. Tickets start at just $6. Summertime fun with the Paw Sox. It's a family fun tradition.
2: Okay, we're back with our open-line show with our guest host, Shane Searway. We're going to continue uh, with Ryan's question, I should say Frank's question, and we were talking about the flashing nexus, which we said about all we can, I think. Um, so, um, Ben, what is the uh, the third sentence here? Why don't you read that, and we'll continue with that part of the question.
3: Third sentence. Uh, why do we not experience these changes? That's the fourth sentence. The, oh, you're right, the, technically it is the fourth sentence. Uh, is it at the point of death we get to choose who we will be next? It doesn't seem like sort of a a choosing kind of not like a conscious choice.
2: Oh, here again,
3: don't know. There we go.
2: Subconscious mind. Let let, let the subconscious. There there are books, some of which I, I, you know, as open minded as we try to be to other theories, there are are books that to me are just very silly and anthropomorphic. In other words, they, you know, you, you when you die, you appear in some control room and some angels are running stuff and. You know, they say, well, you, well, you messed up in this life. You want to do this life. You know, I, I just, I, I mean, maybe, maybe in some, you know, bizarre, canted corner of the multiverse, maybe that's what happens. But, I mean, I just can't, uh, if we can conceive it, it must be something like it that actually happens. But I think as a rule, uh, I, don't, I don't accept that kind of thing. I think um, we, we don't give our subconscious enough credit. We figure to make a choice, it has to be in our conscious mind. I think 99% of our choices are made in our subconscious mind. No? Yeah. So I think that that may be how th- how that occurs. And the question of next implies that time is sequential whereas we as we've discussed earlier it really isn't everything is simultaneous it's just we experience it past the future. Yeah. But according to most viewpoints in physics it's simultaneous. So again w- we always stress you know if this theory is correct that you are your parallel lives are parallel lives. They're not past lives. They're not future lives. They're taking place right now, and it's all part of your subconscious. It's all part of your nexus. So uh, you're already there, you know, and you're already fully conscious. And in those lives, this life you're living here right now, listening to our show, is uh, part of your subconscious. I mean, I think that's how it works. I'm no expert in that. It's not what my degree is in, but I think that's essentially how it works. From what we see in the paranormal, any. Uh Either of you fellows have uh, further opinions on that?
0: No. Summed it up, I think. Yeah, I always love it when
2: co-hosts agree with me. (laughs) All right. Okay. And finally, now the fourth sentence, Ben.
0: Oh, didn't we already sort of go over this? Well, we
2: kind of did. Why do we not experience these changes all the time in daily life? Yeah. I think because we're not quite up to it.
0: Can't handle it, most of them.
2: Except unless you're shame. Okay. Pretty much. All right. So uh, it's funny, we get a bunch of questions from Kathleen's. Different parts of the country. Uh, None of them is Kathleen Martin, our good friend who is is a guest on the show frequently uh, from Mufon. So uh, why don't we look at Kathleen's question from Ashland, Ohio?
3: Okay. All right, so Kathleen writes to us, Kathleen from Ashland, I will be distinct, writes to us, I think your ideas about ghosts are most interesting, or the most interesting I've ever heard. If you are right, how could other people get it so wrong? Where did the ideas come from about ghosts having unfinished business, being earthbound, reliving disasters again and again? Uh, does that really happen? Have you ever seen it, and how do you interpret it?
2: Well, or I'll, I'll, right, shall I start? Okay. Yeah, you can. You can all right, start. I'll go No,
0: over just, after. I mean, it's,
2: it's <laughs> not.
3: It's not that it's wrong.
2: I mean, the idea that uh, the basic idea behind all the—I think that that may be wrong from our point of view—is that ghosts are spirits of the dead. I don't believe that. Uh, most of them show no signs of being dead. And secondly, how can you be fully you without your body? How can you be wearing clothes as they're often seen? How can you be uh, ha- even remember any unfinished business? I mean, maybe you can. I don't know, because that's non-local uh, the, the memory. But I think that there are plenty of people, fully people, fully alive out there in the multiverse, who do have unfinished business. And, and the worlds may, may intersect with yours. It may have something to do with you. Um, there may be worlds where they're more aware of what is really going on, how it works, and they may want to tell you, okay, my will is in this metal box buried in the backyard under the uh, spreading chestnut tree. That sort of thing. So, I mean, any of that is possible. Earthbound, I mean, what does that even mean? I mean, I I started out in the early 70s with the idea that these may be souls in purgatory because I was studying for the priesthood at the time and that was the point of view. And the very first case, very first day, that just didn't seem to be, be correct. So I think that it's just the way we interpret it, and I think we limit ourselves very much if we take the old spiritualist point of view rather than op- open minds to the, the newer possibilities. That's my two cents. Shane?
0: Yeah, so what I find is, um, first of all, that's, it, this is a very common, uh, commonly used direction from all these people that you see on TV, these paranormal investigators, and, um, and I think it's just because they have lack of a... a mm. lack of understanding basically so they need to be experts they need to say something they spit this stuff out and it doesn't make any sense but um but what i've found with with the ones that appear to have unfinished business i think they 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 come up with that because in a lot of cases um where there seems to be things happening or events that are happening over and over again um, or certain sounds or certain things that are happening over and they, They'll research or they maybe already know that this house has a history. There was a murder there or whatever. So they'll say, well, the ghost that got killed has unfinished business because they just don't understand how this stuff really works, so they need to say something, so they, they use that. But, um, but what I'm finding is in, in places that have dramatic events um, that have taken place, like a murder or something like that, um, it creates ripples and, and um, from our, our our parallel to the to where this took place, and allows us to see segments or whatever it bleeds over into our existence and allows us to witness a certain part of it, um, and 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 usually. It's these are dramatic events. It's not the event itself that allows that. It's the the frequency of the emotion uh, from the impact it had on the person experiencing the dramatic event, and that's what allows the the crossover. Um, I find. Okay, Ben. Well, I don't know.
3: I, I like to think that. Where these ideas came from had some sort of truth. Like, you know, the whole idea of being earthbound, quote-unquote, like, bound to a certain place. Like, we've we've come across parasites that can't leave certain locations. That's because that's
2: where the world they is, in, from our point of
3: view. Or because there are power lines, or because of uh, some sort of electrical field that's being generated sure. from a river sure, sure. or a stream, something like that. Even gravity. There's all sorts of interesting grains of, of uh, well, I, I don't want to say truth because we don't know... Uh, Ideas that overlap. Mm. So it's not like they're entirely different from what we believe. I feel as if... Sorry, feeling is not the right word. I think that we have taken these ideas and been like, all right, well, let's take these a step further, make them more realistic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much my two cents on that.
2: Okay. All right. Well, Kathleen, I hope that answers your question. Feel free to write again. Uh, we've all seen it, but maybe we interpret it a little differently than most people uh, people would. Now we have Kathleen number 2 from Fort Dodge, Iowa.
3: So Kathleen from Fort Dodge writes to us, Your show with Dr. Williams a few weeks ago was frustrating. Every time you pointed out something amazingly uh, synchronistic, or or some sort of amazing synchronicity, uh, he minimized it. Uh, How can your own mind create these things? Uh, You should have fought back.
2: (laughs) Well, well, first of all, Kathleen, thank you for writing. Uh, You're referring to the show Dr. Gibbs Williams. Who is a psychoanalyst in the New York City area and uh, is uh, has written a a book about synchronicities and synchronicities are things that uh, well Jung Carl Jung called them uh, meaningful coincidences you know coincidences that are just a little too coincidental maybe and uh, throughout the show first of all our job is not to fight with the guest (laughs) Uh, you know our job is to hear the guest's point of view present our own point of view and have a a uh, respectful and intelligent discussion okay and, and we try not to have guests on the show who are not respectful and intelligent we don't always achieve that but most of the time I think we do right yeah so uh, he, and he was i was pointing out rather amazing coincidences uh, that have happened to me we've all had those things you know uh, for example running into a close relative in another part of the country totally unexpectedly when they live near you I mean, the, the, and his point of view was that your mind essentially takes them. Gibbs, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. But the, your mind will take these things that happen and, and sort of make them mean something. But, I mean, you know, when you run into somebody far away, uh, who you, have, you know, what are the chances of that? I mean, you, your mind isn't doing that. I mean, it's simply an obje- objective fact, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. Um, and I outlined particularly the uh, King, King Umberto of Italy, uh, 1901, I believe he was assassinated but before that uh, the days before his assassination he ran into a man who ran a restaurant I uh, can't remember where, Milan, I think and he was um, born on the same day, had the same name could have been his twin the same son had the same name. They uh, born on the same day. They married a woman of the same name on the same day. Uh, they, they were they received the military uh, honors um, on the same day. You know, etc. 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 They even died on the same day. The king was so fascinated by this, he invited uh, the man over to meet the queen at a particular place they were staying. And the man uh, that morning was killed in an accidental uh, gun accident. Uh, well, accidental. Incident, and the king himself was assassinated with a, uh, by a rifle the, the same day. So, I mean, is that something that all of us take and make a coincidence in our mind? I mean, it's just. It, it's I just think it
3: was more, from what I gathered from the conversation that we had, it was more. His view was the interpretation is more important than the event. That's precisely, I think, what he said. Yes, that's right. what I. That's what I. Yes. Th- I think he was. He, and we
2: respect that. Yeah, you know. So I mean, Kathleen. Um, I think you have maybe a point, but again, uh, we don't fight with the guests. Although, no, not usually, do we?
3: No, no, we don't really fight Once, I remember, we kind of argued. We don't, well, we, (laughs) yeah, that that happened a few times, but very, very rarely. Well, be
2: that as it may. uh, You know, again, we have respectful discussion. But thank you, Kathleen, for writing in. Uh, Next, we have uh, Robert from Fort Myers, Florida.
3: So, Robert writes to us, All the time, I'm hearing uh, that so-and-so was attacked by a ghost, Uh, had uh, sex with a ghost, the ghost sat on the bed, the ghost choked somebody, or the ghost ate food, how can someone do, uh, or how can a ghost do all that if it is just a ghost? Well, that gets into our
2: physicality issue. We we sort of have the same problem. Shane, you want to start with that one?
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, you and I, you guys and and myself, we've dealt with this many, many times, all different, you know, um, things they bring up here. I'm dealing with one right now in New Hampshire where a guy's being attacked. Um, 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 I helped a family. Or, or, oh, a, feel se- free
2: to tell us about that. With
0: oh yeah, well yeah. I was going to. Okay. I'm um, in the middle. I, I've gone up once um, and uh, spent time with them, but but yeah, uh, and a, a lady that was being um, assaulted sexually um, in Connecticut, and I, I helped her. Seventy-two year old lady um, who just you know be quick about it. She was. Um, She was at night when she was going to bed. She'd be grabbed by her ankles and slid down to the bottom of her bed. Meanwhile, she could hear well so she'd be slid down towards the bottom of her bed she she kept going you know back she'd be pulled down again and then eventually you know she'd wake up to feeling the bed going up and down she could feel something on her um to the point where she had had a full hysterectomy but she went to the bathroom and had you know substantial bleeding from this event but while this is taking place she can hear something run around her bed so there was like a couple things in there with her um and basically, what the way I treated this one was, um, her she was molested as as a child, and um, her father used to do this to her. He used to crawl in into her room and pull her towards the bottom of the bed and, and molest her.
2: That's like the Bell
0: Witch case. Yeah. 18, so, uh, so now in her 17. her later years, you know, her her husband passed away, and, it, and that's when it all started because now she he uh He needed some a lot of care because he was um, disabled and everything, so she was always you know dealing with him and stuff so um, it occupied her thoughts you know and so now that when once he passed away, you know she was of course missing him and 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 um but also now her thoughts go back to especially in her golden years now kind of reflecting on her life and then it gets back to these negative thoughts and she started being attacked by this parasite who was you know doing the same thing to her that her father did um so, I mean, in the the ones being choked, you know we we know sleep paralysis and stuff. A lot of people interpret sleep paralysis as something um, you know strange or paranormal um, but the um, the gentleman in new hampshire i 'm dealing with um, Who's actually our friend Willie Hassel uh, was contacted mm. by this guy, and Willie said, "You know, this is more up your leagues, you know, up your alley." So he he passed it off to me, and we actually went to speak with him before the saucer symposium that you you and I spoke sure. to yep. spoke at, and um, so we didn't have time because of the the lecture, so or the event. So we we spent not even an hour with him, and then we left. And so I finally got back to him just I think it was Monday or Tuesday early this past week. And spent the day with him. Um, There was nothing in his house then. Um, And I I told him, I said, I am very scientific, but I'm also sensitive, and and there's nothing here right now, you know. So um, the the treatment's still going to be the same. I I think he definitely is going through something. I mean, he shows me the scratches, but um, that could be anything. But he's, he's, um, you know... All his his room would be trashed. He'll leave. He'll come back. His room's trashed. Um, he, at night, he feels like there's someone, whether he sleeps on the couch or on his bed, there's something pushing on him. Always oh, just messing with him, messing mm. with him, you know. His friend was uh, apparently, who was a non-believer and a non-witness to what was going on in this house, who's probably about 120 pounds, but he got up to put his plate in the sink, and um, this gentleman that, that owns the house said it was if he was picked up underneath his arms, and thrown towards the the kitchen sink, he said his feet were dragging behind him and his arms were up in the air like this, you know, Mm. like he was being picked up and thrown. I've
2: seen that too, yeah.
0: So now this guy's not a non-believer anymore, so.
2: Right, well, that'll do it.
0: So, but, you know, frustrating for me, you know, I mean, I'm still going to, the treatment's going to be the same. I I still have to kind of really diagnose exactly how he's um, allowing this to, interact with him like he like you say you know we participate in this you know and 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 uh there's there's something but basically it's a lot like the case you and i met on in woonsocka because it all started when he was diagnosed with cancer
2: 1998 yeah Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly so he he was diagnosed with a myeliofibrosis or something i believe so yeah oh well no this guy in new hampshire
2: yeah yeah okay well there you go ben any thoughts on that (coughs) well
3: i mean yeah hold on Oh, that would probably help if my mic was up, uh well, you see, I think uh well I mean they're perfectly physical beings, and I think the well, idea that the yeah. I feel like the idea that the word ghost just makes you think oh it's spirit non physical how how does it do how does it do physical things and I think that's the great problem with with um, modern day or well nineteenth century spiritualism it doesn't it doesn't talk about that exactly. I've, they, I've had physical
2: encounters with these things. I mean, very, very physical in the sense of pushing oh yeah. and shelving and all,
3: yeah. as as have I. It's yeah. just that's just how, that's just how it is. I don't understand how how they're like. Oh well, it's just a spirit. It just doesn't uh, it just doesn't translate very well. So I, th- I think the idea is changing what we mean by the word ghost. And I think the word ghost doesn't do the term justice. No, exactly.
2: Okay, uh, <clears throat> we're gonna cut it short a little early because we have so many announcements, but thank you very much, Robert, for writing in, and uh, please do so again. Uh, with all those who wrote in, we're just going to put you in the line, and we're trying to get to, to every question we can in these open line shows, and we will try to do that. Indeed. Fast. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, join us in Exeter, New Hampshire on Saturday and Sunday, September 3rd and 4th. This is a really fun event sponsored by the Exeter Kiwanis Club to benefit local children's charities. So it's a lot of fun and a good cause. The whole town gets into the act, all the merchants. It's really, it's really a blast.
3: Especially the dog show, yes. Oh, the the dog dogs costume, dress up like yes. it, It's
2: You name it, it's, 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 go, it's great. So September 3rd and 4th. Along with ourselves, speakers uh, will include Richard Dolan, Kathleen Martin, not among the Kathleen's who wrote to us today, Denise Stoner, Larry Holcomb, Stephen mather Peter Robbins, and Ryan Mullahate. Uh, we, will pre- we will present a new talk on more strange connections, UFOs, cryptids, and ghosts. And on Sunday, we'll do uh, our live broadcast of this show from Exeter Town Hall with all the event speakers and a live audience. That'll be a first in our nine year, almost going on ten years on the air. Uh, if you can't make it to that event, listen in on September 4th, noon to 1 p.m. here on ON 1240, or uh, if you're far away, on the Simple Radio app by Streamer, which we find works very well.
3: So, uh, on Friday and Saturday, October 7th through the 8th, uh, there we will be at the Greater New England UFO Conference at City Hall in Lemonster, Massachusetts as that, well.
2: That's a similar event. A lot of great speakers. I'm not sure who the speakers are yet, but we'll let you know as we go. Indeed. Um, on right. su- yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> okay. On Sunday, October 16th, join us at Roger Williams Park in Providence, Rhode Island, for taking steps for Crohn's and Colitis Charity Walk. To join us and the rest of the team, Behind the Paranormal, or to just donate, see the link at BehindTheParanormal.com. The walk is two to three miles and begins at 10 a.m. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I wouldn't dare give that on the air. The link is very long, so just go to BehindTheParanormal.com. <laughs> There's a picture of our lovely faces from a few years ago with the Crohn's and Colitis walk, and uh, just click on that. It'll take you to the link, and uh, donate what you can, even if it's a couple of bucks. And uh, Shane, you're going to be there with us, too, right? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah.
0: okay. Yeah, I'll be there.
2: Consider yourself obligated. <laughs> so, okay, very. We have good. witnesses. Yeah, and it, so it's usually a beautiful day, and it's for a great cause. Okay, so October is going to be busy, as you can see. On Tuesday, October 18th, two days after the Crohn's and Colitis Walk, we'll speak at the monthly MUFON event in the Philadelphia area. MUFON, of course, is the Mutual UFO Network, a very, very credible organization with a lot of PhDs. Uh, that will be at 6.30 p.m. at, at the Tretafrin Pub, Public Library, 582 Upper Gulf Road in Wayne, Pennsylvania. And you can <coughs> visit... Uh, MainlineMufon.com MainlineMufon.com For more information on that And we'll keep you informed as we go
3: Meanwhile you can find out more about the show Or public appearances And all sorts of other great information At BehindTheParanormal.com There you can also find 650 or over that uh, Free podcasts Or well, recorded shows I should say From both ON1240 and and our four and a half year run on CBS Radio, along with special shows and podcasts.
2: And Shane, before we go on, uh, where can people find out more about you and what do you have coming up?
0: Uh, TrueGhost.com, T R U E G H O S C.com. My number is 603 913 4790. And right now, well, just pending that that, uh, the charity for the horse fundraiser thing. Uh, Pending that, that, I have.
2: That's well. We're not going to announce that until we're sure yeah, right. you know, the date, <laughs> yeah, okay? Right, right. Because that was uh, <coughs> that was postponed from July. Correct. Should have been in a couple of weeks uh, to October.
0: Yeah. So we'll keep you. We're open. not sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: The uh, event that we thought was for the homeless turned out to be for homeless horses. You know? but yeah. That, but that's good. They need ho- they need homes too, right? Yes.
0: But I'm sure I'll be I'll start booking for you know uh, the big Halloween rush because everyone books us around Halloween yeah, really, for, for lectures yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. um, but um, that'll that'll start soon. But right now I have no other lectures scheduled.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, Well, we'll see about that. Um, (laughs) Our forthcoming book, Ben's and mine, Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong, is now available for pre-order at the publisher's website, schifferbooks.com. That's S-C-H-I-F-F-E-R, books.com. Just do a search on Behind the Paranormal because they publish a lot of books. Or use the link on the the BehindTheParanormal.com website. Also, you might find this simpler. It's available for pre-order on Amazon.com. The book is slated for release by Schiffer in late January, and there will be a release party of some kind. We'll let you know about that. It'll probably be here in our listening area, <coughs>
3: northern Rhode Island, southeastern Mass somewhere. So keep, uh, keep tuned on that. So you can find out more about my dad's other books at Amazon.com, Amazon Kindle, and Barnes & Noble Nook. But if you buy them directly from our website, BehindTheParanormal.com, uh, we will sign them for you, and you'll help keep us podcasts, keep those podcasts free. Also on our website, uh, you can find direct links to several charities that my dad and I have adopted, including USA Cares, Canadian Veterans Advocacy, as well as Youth Mentoring Connections that is in uh, Los Angeles doing amazing work for at-risk youth. So that's www.youthmentoring.org, as well as helpforhaiti.com. Okay.
2: Now, let's take just a minute, because everybody's been asking about this new case we started in Pennsylvania. Ben wasn't able to make it on the first trip, but Shane and I went down. Oh, and you had a Bigfoot experience. <laughs> Essentially, we believe this is another flap area, such as we've been working on in the Litchfield, Connecticut vicinity, and uh, <clears throat> western Pennsylvania. A few weeks ago, we went down, checked it out, talked to the neighbors, all these people are having experiences, shadow people, UFOs, military activity, which we always find in this area, because wouldn't we love to harness the energies there? And uh, what happened to you?
0: All right, I'll try to be quick, because know we're running out of yeah, time, but... Yeah. but uh, yeah um you know I know my ancestors talked about Sasquatch you know for many 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 years you know uh, for a long time um, but I don't I don't believe in anything until I experienced it myself but anyways uh, y- you were you were at that main house and I went over to their little campsite in the middle of the woods and I was sitting in front of the pavilion in my car and I was soaking I wet I was
2: recovering from another experience right yeah.
0: and it was it was pouring rain so I was soaking wet I was in the truck trying to dry off and I was going to set our trail cams out in the woods and so mm-hmm. and I I checked I looked at my phone I I looked up about 30 yards in front of me, there was a thin tree line. I saw something black move from the left to the right, and it stood in between two trees on the other side, and it was filling that void. It was I didn't know how lo- tall it was or how big it was. I, I'm thinking Big Dog or something like that.
2: Right, we're going to have to hold it. We're, <sighs> oh, okay. right. we're going to drive people we're crazy. Pushing, we'll do a show on that next week. <laughs> to, to be, be continued. continued. Yeah. Yeah. So next Sunday.
0: All right. next Sunday, July 17th, palm and Ben will welcome novelist and researcher David Brody for a discussion about New England's mysterious stone chambers.
2: Yes, sir. We leave you this afternoon with a thought. <clears throat> South African Archbishop Desmond Tutu, whom my wife and I actually met one time, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. I'm Paul Eno.
0: I'm Shane Serwey.
3: And I'm Ben Eno. And thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey. And we shall see you next time.
1: Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of... Behind the Paranormal with Paul and
0: Ben Eno.